Welcome to Inspired Artist Podcast with me, Porter Singer. In this episode, I get to speak with Mikey Pauker. This is his first time on the podcast and really our first time having a conversation at length. We've crossed paths at festivals and I've been aware of him for a while, but this is the first opportunity that we've had to sit down and have a long chat about what he's up to. And what he's up to is extremely exciting. So I was like delighted actually, more so than I thought I would be, um, even though I was excited to talk to him in the first place, I was uh, just surprised and delighted by our conversation and what he has up his sleeves beyond my wildest dreams. Um, Mikey Pauker is a devotional rock artist from Laguna Beach, California, and has been described by Time Magazine as one of the 10 stars of the new Jewish music. He grew up in Orange County. And Mikey's early experiences at underground shows exposed him to the intense primal energy of live music, as well as the strong community bonds that form in an authentic and close-knit scene. Inspired by teachers who blend yoga and mystical practices, he went to study in Jerusalem, soaking up the hidden techniques of his ancestral lineage. These spiritual dimensions guided his artistic development as he explored ecstatic music festivals and mystical religious traditions. His music implores us all to look within, sit with our darkness, and transform it into light. Ooh, that gave me goosebumps. Mikey's sound blends elements of folk, reggae, and hip-hop, incorporating English and Hebrew roots into his devotional songwriting. His music draws from influences such as Bob Marley, Van Morrison, and The Police. And in this episode, we talk about a lot of things. Um, we talk a lot about the artists that he is, you know, sort of gathering onto his label and how he got started with that, um, his coaching business and his uh, experience of being coached. Uh, really interesting conversation, and I'm excited for you to listen to it. So here we go. Hey, how's it going? It's nice to have you here. Yeah, thanks so much. I'm grateful to be here today. And uh, it's funny, I was talking to a few friends, and it seems like you're making your rounds to a few of my other musician friends saying that they just did interviews with you. So, oh, nice oh okay, cool. Who? Uh, Theo, Theo Grace and oh. Theo. Yeah, we actually, he's releasing his new single on my record label tomorrow. Oh, um, so, cool. yeah exciting it's cool to see that you're you got a good year for music i guess you know if you contacted him so yeah yeah how did i i discovered him i think through dto um because they okay. did it back together and i was like oh i wonder what he yeah when Dave you think your record label it's the record label you're on or you have your own label yeah so this year i just launched a brand new record label i'm the ceo and a and r4 yeah Ooh, that's um fun. Yeah, it's called Beautiful Way Records. It is inspired by a Diné teaching um, to be in equanimity and balance with all of the elements, with your relationship to spirit and self, our ancestors. Um, and, um, the, you know, I was for a while trying to figure out like a good name for it. And originally came up with the word, um, it's going to call it Lev Records. In Hebrew, Lev means heart. But as I was like, kind of like out there showing it to different friends, they were like, the people who weren't Jewish were kind of like, Lev, like, what is that? So um, it was interesting. I was actually uh, at a music festival in Santa Fe, uh, outside of Santa Fe, New Mexico, called Tribal Visions. And I was there on the last night. Uh, it was Rosh Hashanah, which is the Jewish New Year. And I got invited to sit in a teepee with two indigenous men one his name is sleepy eye who's a seneca lakota roadman and the other is uncle ron who's a Diné uh medicine man uh who puts on puts on ceremonies and he you know worked with a lot of indigenous first nations peoples and so uh after spending like a weekend with him and learning about beautiful way which is from you know uh the Diné way the Diné tribe which, by the way, a lot of white, a lot of people in America, we would just say Navajo. But what I learned from him is that Diné is what he actually, like, that's what this tribe wants people to call them. They're actually called Diné. So um, we were talking about business and all these things. And I was like, 
what if we called a beautiful way records? Is that okay? Like, you know, cause I'm not indigenous. And as my uh, medicine teacher, he said, uh, you have permission to use that because you're doing, because the, the focus of this label is to really acknowledge devotional music in all the ways. Like, you know, like I'm not, I'm a Jewish musician and that's great. But like the second single that we released was a Hanuman Chalisa by um, Victoria Angel Heart with Benji Wertheimer, you know, from Chantal and produced by Ben Lineback. So, and like a Ramdas Maharaji chant. So for me, I'm just like interested in like really bringing together all that different medicine music from all the different faiths and um, focusing on all the live aspects of it. So the reason I'm working with Theo or Antheo is this is his first ever acoustic medicine music releases. Uh, Cause he's usually like that ambient down tempo kind of music. So for him, this is like a turn in his career. So uh, yeah, I'm excited tomorrow for everyone to hear what's going on with him. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. And by the time this comes out, cause this will come out next week. Um, yeah. It'll be now at the time that you hear this. Um, Go listen. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It'll be out. So what's the name of the single again? So the name of his single is called Present Moment. Okay. And yeah. Oh, I just saw him talking about it actually today on Instagram. Yeah. So it's exciting. You know, it's, I know it's new, new territory for him. And um, it was all really by the grace of creator that this even happened. He messaged me because he heard that I started this label. And, you know, as a, like a label uh, owner, when people find out everybody, you know, I, I, I'm getting hundreds of messages from different artists around the world. And, you know, you start to listen, you get kind of discouraged. You're like, Oh God. <laughs> but uh, you know, but it's great. You know, I, I love all music, but not everything is the best fit. And when I heard this, I was just like, I literally called him. I was like, what's your number? I called him and like left a long message. Like, you know, I know you don't know me and I don't know you, but I need to work with you. This is, this is really good. So yeah, I just can't wait for more people to hear what I've been geeking out on and listening to for the past couple of months. That's exciting. Yeah. So how did you come to be a label? Uh, well, uh, you know, I've been an independent musician uh, myself, and I've worked with a lot of labels, kind of doing like licensing deals over the years. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I've been doing a touring musician songwriter for, you know, over well over a decade. And, um, I have all this new music that I want to put out that's kind of like medicine and rock music and um I submitted to a bunch of different labels myself in the past couple of years, like um, Electra Records um, submitted my music to like a, other major ones. And I just got a lot of no's, you know, people were like, I don't really know what to do with this because it's like spiritual, but it's, you know, and I even um, got flown out to Nashville last year because the, the Christian rock movement was interested in kind of bringing me into the, even though I, I do Jewish music and it just wasn't resonant for them. So uh, this last summer, I was on tour, uh, just finished playing Unison, and I'm sitting there at my friend uh, Yoshi's house. He's uh, he's the guy who puts on Hanuman Festival. It's a great yoga festival in Boulder, and I'm just sitting there in his basement, just like thinking about my life. And I call a really good friend of mine up on the phone, who um, his name is Nate Stein. He he goes by the DJ name Aquanimous, and he oh. started High Vibe Records, which, um, you know. That it's really funny because like you know we were going on tour before the pandemic before his label and I know Nate where like as like a close brother in my life and we've always been allies uh, but his label High Vibe they're really focusing on the electronic space hip-hop electronic down tempo house and I've released some re remixes with him but like my rock folk music doesn't really fit with his label so I said to him Hey, would you want to put out these new singles? And he's like, Hey, I love you, Mikey. You know, you're my homie, but no. <laughs> I'm like, well, what if I started a label under your, your company? You know, what if we, and he was like, that's crazy. You just said that because I'm looking to do exactly that. And within a week, you know, with my attorney, we were able to draft off, draft up an agreement. And so now essentially 
Beautiful Way Records, you call it an imprint. So under the umbrella of High Vibe Records, which they're going to be branching out into other labels. They have a hip hop label now. I'm the devotional folk, rock, reggae, and world enchant branch of that. And so with that, what that looks like is I partner with them. I'm all my artists are a part of Symphonic as our distributor. They are they are my back end essentially. So Corey, who works for them, now collaborates with me. I have an administrator, and we work together as you know as I sign different artists. High Vibe Records also is a part of that deal because they're supporting in all the ways that they provide their services in addition to what I'm doing, um, which. The way I'm looking at Beautiful Way Records is um, I really love telling narratives and sharing. I really love finding like a really great story of an artist. You know, why did you write that? And trying to help them tell that story. Uh, and I love I love podcasts. I love uh, press. So what I provide my artists is, you know, press release support and shopping those stories to editorials and all that kind of stuff. And a lot of, I wouldn't say a lot of labels don't, but it's not very common that it would be like an artist would sign with the label and then they would hire a publicist who would come in and do that. Mm -hmm. So one of the services I provide is like in-house publicists um, for my artists in, in addition to other services. So I'm looking at this in a new way. And I feel like the genre of medicine music is becoming, uh, I mean, it's, Religious and spiritual music has been out there for a long time, but this this certain niche of medicine music, it's becoming really popular. But there's no no one there's a, a few different people in the industry that are representing artists right now. But it's catching on like wildfire everywhere. You know, like right now during this interview, there's how many people in Envision? Like a hundred thousand people geeking out to Equanimous and Ruby Chase and uh, Rising Appalachia, like mm -hmm. and Dirtwater, like right now that's happening. Thousands and thousands of people. And how many sacred music festivals are there in the world? And how many fans listen to chant or, or Kundalini music, like your beautiful music. It's like Bhakti Fest. It's like, it's unlimited. And so we need more people who want to help guide and support this really special sacred music getting out in a really good way. And I feel like I love my, I love performing and I love going out and sharing my music, but I feel like another big reason that I'm here is to support artists who are on the creative journey and help them get their narrative out there so we can affect world change and healing through the narratives of these songs. Um, that's yeah. quite a mission. I love it. Yeah. You know, but the crazy thing about the whole thing too, it's like, I've been in the Jewish music world, kind of like you've been in the Kundalini world. Um, and something that happened as very recently, uh, this year I, I got nominated to join the Recording Academy. And so now I'm a voting member. And what I did with a friend of mine is, uh, Joni Lee, she won a, a Grammy for best children's record a few years ago. Okay. Uh, she collaborated with Lisa Loeb on the record. It was all female produced, all females. It was called All the Ladies. So we connected on Clubhouse a couple of years ago. And I said to her, I was like, we need to make a Jewish music Grammy because there's like multiple Christian rock ones and there's chant ones, but why isn't there a Jewish music one? Mm -hmm. So we went into it and we worked for a really long time. And as of yesterday, we proposed that officially to the Recording Academy to start a Jewish music category. And in, within the past week, we started a petition. We have over 2,000 signatures on it. And we've been being written up in all these different Jewish publications. And I have like, it's crazy, like all the interviews and all the journalists contacting me from around the world right now. And they're talking about Beautiful Way Records, you know, as an aspect of that. Um, so it's like right now, this interview, it's happening in a time that I've gotten probably more press in my entire life in the past week than I have even from my releases. And I feel like my my goal and my role, I'm seeing that like, I love performing, I love praying, but I just wanna help artists, Jewish artists, Hindu artists, uh, you know, every faith, mm -hmm. any faith-based artist, 
find a way to expose them to more people because I know this music is healing mm. uh, and I just want to help support their 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 uh, their lives so and at the same time too it's like artists were starving until one day we're thriving so the, the best I could do to help people make a buck or two in the way would be really great so that's a little bit about what I'm up to right now uh, and thanks for letting me share Oh yeah, totally. Yeah. If you have anything else you yeah. wanted to say about that and you think of it later, just let me know. Um, yeah. So I'm so curious about like the, so I saw that actually the, the article, I think you, you shared it somewhere that I, that I looked, but the article about the, the Jewish um, Grammy category, super cool because I was just involved in, in a, small way, but involved with like Dave Stringer and Sean Johnson and um, uh, uh, off into off the mat and into uh, Oracle? Susan, Suzanne Sterling. Yes, the Oracle project. Um, mm -hmm. And they got the chant. They got the what is it? The new age category changed to chant ambient new age or new age ambient, whatever it was. Um, and and that's super cool. Um, mm -hmm. So yeah, I'm I'm uh, I'm really excited to see how how that turns out. Yeah. yeah, we've been in touch with like I just called Dave yesterday, and you know that's part of you know what it's like when you're in a organization. You know, uh, we get to support each other in a big yeah. like one of the main categories that like I vote in is the New Age category. Right. So just because I you know support a Jewish music category doesn't mean that I don't vote for others as well. Right. And it's been really nice to build the alliance with Sean and Dave and like other new age artists. And because we're all really actually just fighting the same battle. We're just, we're all fighting for inclusion, mm. spiritual inclusion. And, you know, in this day and age, like Christian music has dominated American, the American world and around the world. And it's like, yeah, we, I love Christian rock music. I listen to that too. But like, if we're really talking about spirituality, we got, we need to make room for everybody to share their connection to creator. Mm. So that's what I hope that this uh, Grammy category will do. Like, I hope they will be a Hind like a Hindi, uh, Hindu, Hindu or a, or a Islamic category, a Sufi category. Like who knows about the diversity that can happen. So yeah, let's just more, more diversity is, is our goal for, for everyone. Oh, I like that. Yeah. One of the things that I find really interesting in my own like in inability slash ability I guess to categorize myself is like when you submit something to a playlist on Spotify and they ask you what genre you're in I never know what the like I don't know what most of the genres mean first off but there's like no there's no like spiritual category that's not Christian like you were saying there's no medicine music category <laughs> there's no like um, I don't know, positive self-love or, you know, whatever. Um, the, I don't even think sometimes I think there is new age, but I don't, I don't really think of my music as new age. Um, when I was listening to your music though, cause I was refreshing my memory, trying to get, oh, and I want to talk to you about, about that too. Um, like that, that seems like I, I hear a category for that, like that it's, you know, even like beyond the message, because I think that so much of the genres have to not really have to do with the message so much. They have to do with the sound of the music, you know, like if it's rock, it's rock. And maybe if it's Christian rock, it's Christian rock. But, you know, besides that, we're not really we're not talking about like, I don't know um, if it's a love song or like a song about your truck. Like it doesn't really matter. It's either rock or folk or, you know, whatever it is, punk. Um, but when you're dealing with like medicine music, you know, like you were talking about, I feel like the message is a huge component in the actual genre. Is this making sense? Yeah, totally. hundred percent. I mean, I think that people think of category by genre, but sometimes it's really about the uh, continuity, continuity of theme. Hmm. I think that's what we're talking yeah. about. Like yeah. for instance, Joni, when she won the Grammy, children's music, well, it's what does children's music sound like <laughs> right cool, there's right. folk there's rock right. there's reggae there's hip-hop right so it's not about um the genre there it is about a theme and that's the same thing with judaism because when you are a jewish artist 
and you submit your music, there's there's no category for it on Spotify. Mm -hmm. And if you use Hebrew, like there, sometimes you, you can put Hebrew and sometimes you can't. Mm -hmm. There's been this weird line. So then we we all get split out within the music industry under like folk Americana and world music when in fact it, it's not, it doesn't yeah. fit there. And like with chant music, with Kundalini music, it doesn't fit there. Mm -hmm. But White Sun did just win a Grammy for best new age album. Mm -hmm it's their second time winning yeah and uh snotum car performed at like so it seems like kundalini music has actually gotten more traction hmm. than these other chant categories yeah interesting. Um, and i think that's one you know one of the reasons why i think that, uh sean and dave stringer wanted to politic for making a a name change because new age music that's like what that's been in the past is like the genre of like ambient electron or ambient folk music or something like that. Yeah. Like Todd Boston, for example. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you know who he is. Um, so yes, it is. I do understand what you're talking about. And I think that make the new age category would be coming the f being uh world uh, chant and, um, what is it? What is it? Chant and Kirtan? Ambient New Age? Is that what you're talking about? The yeah, yeah. So that, now that they included Chant in there, that also like gives people like, you know, Jai Utal, Krishna Das, or White Sun more opportunity for their music to be um, nominated. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that's a good thing that we were, that they were able to come together and reclassify the music to invite more people in the tent yeah. and your music knowing that you don't know what genre it is like that is actually a funny thing <laughs> like people are like what do we call this music like is it like i even say my label it's like we we support conscious music and it's like wait first of all that's even knowing that i say that the reason i say it is because the community has decided that but to right. think that any music is more conscious than the other is is, is, a, is a statement that doesn't make any sense at all because everything's consciousness but it's just like a term that's been used and the funny thing is this past year during spotify wrapped i don't know if you saw this but the genre of our music was called high vibe oh Did no i didn't that? notice that I, so like, I totally that's a great that's a great title i'd love to be able to select that can i select that now so that's the thing is i don't know if that's what it is but the high, the reason it's called High Vibe is because what Nate did with, with High Vibe Records, that label that, that we're signed under changed the no. system of this whole genre in 100%. Oh, that blows my mind. That's amazing. But this label that we're like, it's cool to know that I'm part of a label that's literally changing the, the ecosystem of the marketplace that we're in. And I think I would be curious if now that we're, it's called High Vibe Music, is there a check mark now because it was called that by Spotify wrapped? I don't know. And I think I that it would take more know. people to figure this out with me because I don't have the time, but <laughs> yeah, I love, this stuff. I love talking about this stuff. This is, this is the best. <laughs> yeah. That's really cool. Wow. Um, congratulations. Yeah. That's it wasn't cool. me. I mean, that's like, that's literally what that is, is, congratulations to everybody well, for it's listening like, but you congratulations because there was a shift and you knew to be part of it right you're a part of it yeah well thank you, you know it's like <laughs> all i'm doing like if anything i would say yeah like a quantumist like nate stein congratulations to you he did he's done so much work building it out like week after week after week releasing singles nonstop from artists all over the place and like mm -hmm. remixes and you know, I really do believe that he has been a really helpful pioneer um, guiding this medicine music into a more of a uh, commercial, and not in a bad way, but more co co commercially viable. More artists are now going to make a living. Like, Well, that's an interesting term, medicine music. And actually, I first heard that term reflected back to me when I was describing to somebody what I did. And they're like, oh, you make medicine music. And I'm like, yeah. I like that term, but that was the first time I heard it. It's a yeah. really interesting term because it's describing what the music does rather than what it sounds like. Right. That's first right. First of all. 
which is like totally brilliant and also kind of takes into account that it is a different kind of music that it has it's sort of created for a purpose rather than like well I guess all music is created for a purpose but it has hmm I think it has like you know it has sacred chants it has yeah. something sacred about it like it doesn't have to be in a language but it's in the intention you know I feel like your music is medicine music too I would call it chant music yeah, well, but I'm doing more than ceremony now. Yeah, so What's I'm that? doing more. I'm doing some more like English language stuff now. Okay. I don't. I'm actually not yeah. doing Kundalini yoga music anymore. Okay. So I've okay. kind of, but I still do chants. But yeah, I mean, right. you know, all of it, it. It's not different. Yeah. And the reason that we call it, they, people call it medicine music is because it's the music people listen to when they're in ceremony. Mm -hmm. so it doesn't have to be with plant entheogens. It could just be you know ceremony around the fire. Right. So these chants, people are chanting in Garmuk, Garmuk, they're chanting in uh, Sanskrit or Hebrew or, or um, Portuguese, right. you know, it's, uh, it really is, you're right, it's in the intention, that's what makes this genre so special, and it's diverse, there's so many genres, yeah, one of the genres I really don't like, but, you know, yeah. but to your it's point, it's thing. sort of like the envelope of children's music, is, yeah. you know, because it could sound like anything, but the intention is to deliver it to children. It could sound like anything, but the intention is to deliver, is to deliver it and for it to have some sort of healing or, you know, um, positive effect on somebody, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's, um, I just think we're in a really exciting time um, with all this happening. Yeah, for sure. Like spiritual, uh, spiritual practices, are in all faiths. I, I I personally haven't seen so many sound healing classes or gong baths or <laughs> cacao ceremonies or like, it's like, it used to just be a Bay Area thing when I lived in Oakland. It was like, we got together and we would dance and we'd have a cacao ceremony and it was not like big yet, you know? We were wearing, we were wearing tights, which mm -hmm. I don't wear tights anymore, thank God. <laughs> but like, you know, like static dance was like underground. And now it's like, yeah nike's selling yoga mats now it's like <laughs> you know what i mean like the world yeah. something we're in a i think a very big moment even though it's like not 1969 summer of love i feel like we're actually in a moment spiritually where the world is being turned on and this music like it's all of a sudden it's like there's we're in a really exciting time yeah. and i think it's gonna people are gonna be saying to us in 20 years when we have, you know, wow, you were alive in 2020, you were alive in 2023. Like, wow, you went to, you went to Envision or wow, you, you met, you met White Sun. Oh my God. Like we're in a special time. So it's hard. And I think it's easy to forget that when we're dealing with all the day to day, but we take a look back and look about what's happening. It's like, you can't deny the pivotal moment in history this is. Yeah. I also appreciate how the the work that actually was done in the 60s and 70s, that there seemed to have been like this huge download that they were receiving, right? There was this huge shift that was taking place, but there wasn't a there wasn't a way yet because it was so new, I think, to integrate it into life. So it was just like we have to do away with everything that isn't this and we're going to live in communes and we're going to just push everything away and now it's sort of the time of like we're bringing all that into daily life we're going to we're going to we're going to have lives that look you know sort of normal um you know like they're not going to be unrecognizable to people that are around us but there there's something different about about these people they're doing something differently they've integrated you know these principles we're working on it yeah. <laughs> Integrating. Right? That's like the biggest piece. Like I feel like for anyone in life, it's like, yeah, we can do the ceremonies. We can mm. drink the ayahuasca or, you know, have these revelatory experiences. And even me as a human being, I know from like my biggest thing too, it's like, how do we take an experience that has been, that can like literally break us down and show us a new way. And then how do we take that into our daily lives and remember that mm. when we have a mortgage to pay and 
tours aren't happening like they used to and you know you're juggling family life there's like how do you remember those big moments in the everyday and that's like that's the work so and while you're working the coolest part of that is at any moment you can just go go to spotify and put on (laughs) porter and listen to her and get the medicine right there the access is amazing, right? Yeah. Um, before, so I know you have to go soon. So I, wanted- I just saw that actually. I got a text that they pushed back a bit, so I have. Oh. Uh, actually, until five thirty. Oh, cool. So, okay. Well, sweet. We can make up for our lost time then. <laughs> yeah. Um, I love how that works out. I so I was listening to your um to your songs on Spotify. Um, Spotify keeps coming up and okay so one of them and I oh gosh I wish I had written it down when I when I listened to it but the the line was something like please correct me don't let the world lock you out of your soul is that the line yeah uh don't let the world lock you out of your soul and then don't let the world lock you out of your heart yeah two different things that's such a great line. Can you can you talk to me about about that song and like what that with there was like an experience that you know came that that came from? Yeah, so that song is a song called Rise that I released in 2018. Um it was on an album called Ascension. And that song came out of actually a coaching call with a, a one of my spiritual teachers. Uh you might know him. Uh he used to work for Bhakti Fest as the MC uh, Shiva Bomb oh, is his yeah, name. So I worked with I worked with Shiva for many years as my personal development and like basically what I do I I also coach artists, uh, helping them with spiritual practices and then building their business and these kinds of things. So we were in a session and I was in the middle of the, the songwriting moment and this was pre-pandemic, but like there was just a moment where, I mean, I know for me, I was dealing with like a, a season of depression and from, I was diagnosed as a child with, with depression. And um, my music has always been a way to, uh, I was, I was grateful as a youth to find solace in songwriting and transmutation of my pain into light. Um, and when I was having the session with Shiva, you know, he was, he does this thing where he like becomes a channel. He'll just start talking and like, it's like, honestly, it's like crazy things come through, but he literally said to me, Mikey, write this down. Um, you have to rise up. You can't let this world lock you out of your heart. You can't. And as he was saying that to me, I literally started like feeling like I was like, hit like I was like getting a you know a darshan like it literally felt like I was being there was like some liquid coming to my body and I was like given all like this song and I got off the phone with him well before that he just said like so many people are struggling like right now so many people are depressed people are dying people are committing suicide because they do not during the pandemic or before? This is before the pandemic. Yeah, this I is twenty. What you said, but oh, okay, yeah. yeah. So this is even this is before, before that. This is before the pandemic. I mean, yeah, okay. for sure. I mean, pre-pandemic, we were just like talking about homeless people. You know, also talking about the people on the street. You know, you could hear it in the song. But like, this is before we even knew the how how deep the the rabbit hole goes on desperation and what we witnessed in 2020 and that's when i wrote we are safe by the way that the bio i, I gotta update it that was a couple years ago but <laughs> so 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 the song um that's where it came from and you know we're living it we're living in a time where if we really allow and we take a if we just take a look at the world and we really open our eyes to all of the suffering happening in the world. Like if you really were to drive around Los Angeles and you really were 
every homeless person you were to give them the time and everybody on the street who were begging for change and you were able to really go deep and talk to like i've had days like that where i where i just stopped and talked to some of these individuals going through a hard time some of them are people a month ago had a house hmm. something happened and now they're on the street and if you really allowed that and you really like felt the weight of what's happening in ukraine and what's happening in North Korea and what's happening in Russia and China and America with our youth, if you really could feel and in, in Israel and Palestine, like if you could really feel that pain, it straight up, like if, how could you feel that pain and not allow it to lock you out of your heart? Mm. If you would really feel all that, like it just, it consumes you. And it's not to say you, you, it's not to say that you shouldn't feel it and have the compassion. I mean, that's like the biggest spiritual teaching. It's like, can you be with with the darkness? Can you just acknowledge that the depression is just as great as the joy? Mm. But maybe we can yearn for something higher. And so, when I say in the course, we you got to rise up. Oh, people think I'm staying whole. I don't know. It's funny. When you, when you got to rise up, oh, you got to stand up tall. Don't let this world lock you out of your soul. Don't let this world lock you out of your spiritual practice, of your soul. Don't let them. But also, you as a human being, like, we, we can acknowledge the darkness, but we have to find community and rise up and uh, do the inner work so we can feel the joy. It's work to feel the joy, to feel the gratitude. But also... Um, it's work to acknowledge the reality of the world and to still be able to dance and be joyful mm. in that. And that's, you know, your soul being the soul and your heart being literally like this, you know, it, it we need, we need maintenance. We need daily maintenance. And I feel like that for my maintenance my, for, for me is, is going outside, going on a hike, I get so much out of being outside. I know we find all these practices. We pray. I pray a lot. But my biggest, one of my favorite things to do is get up on that stage, hmm. sing with people, or without the stage, you know, to, to, to hear another song and to weave the vibrational medicine of our hearts. Like, that's why I feel like music is so important. It, it, it does things to us that no plant, like, yeah, no plant antheogen, they're powerful, but that medicine that exists in every profound moment exists in the music too. So that's, that's a little bit about that lyric. Does that make sense to you? Yeah, that's really cool. I didn't even know that Shiva did that. I only know him as the man from Bhakti Bus. So that's really that's cool. what Shiva did for many years. Yeah. Shiva was actually um like his mentor was Rick Rubin. Oh, okay. Um, Remind me who I mean, that is. That rings a huge bell. Uh, wow. Rick Rubin is like one of the most well-known um producers of all time. Like he's produced um Ed Sheeran and Adele yes. and uh, Yes, I was I think I was watching an interview with him run dmc you know he found them he found oh, did he, hold on did he just write a book like a white cover yeah that new book that came out that's him oh I mean, he's brilliant gosh there was this krishna das you know which what produced, produced the krishna das record that got nominated for grammy that I did he's not produced know. like some of the most well-known records of all time you know and the thing about rick because i've been like following his teachings for a long time like he doesn't know how to push a button. He doesn't like, he's not well-trained musician. He just understands, like he knows that his, he, he channeled his mediumship. He channeled, he figured out that what he likes, people like. And so he learned how to trust his vessel and to guide artists to perform better than they ever have. He knows, and then he knows how to throw a Pokemon ball out and capture that Pokemon. He knows how to capture a moment and recreate it into something that every time you listen to it, you're you're deeply moved. That's what Rick does. He's a magician. Hmm. So Shiva, um, 
you know, I, like he, 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 that was his mentor. I know that they, they spoke over the years. Also, Shiva worked in the music industry, mm -hmm. developing yeah. other artists before me. Yeah. Um, and I've been gratefully blessed to have worked with him. And um, I still am reaping benefits. Like I don't see him very much anymore because, you know, I'm doing other things. But, you know, we're, we're always still in the dojo talking. And I really do believe that, like, if, if you're an artist out there and you need support, like, I don't even know if Shiva still does coaching, but, like, I'm a coach. Like, I'm down to support you. I take what he taught me. But find someone who can turn you on to the channel of your muse, of your connection, of your songwriting. Find someone who pushes your edge so that you can get out of your comfort zone so that you can create something better than you ever have. Hmm. Uh, and I really believe that the reason that I had the success of that, that song, when it came out, it, it went viral. Like I put out a music video for it and it was, you know, got over a million plays and, you know, it's what changed my life, but cool it's all really because it's not because of the, the video was a good narrative, of course, but it's really in the songwriting and the messaging. And that every single one of us, we have that capacity to channel those messages. If we open up our space and we can chant or do what we got to do, those practices, God, Spirit's going to deliver them to you when you're ready to receive. And then if you're just, if I were you and you're a musician and say you're listening to this, you're not even a musician yet. You just hear songs, get out that voice recorder and capture it, you know? That's all you got to do. Mm -hmm. Just keep capturing your songs. And I swear, it's like eventually one day, it's like you never know if that song touches one person. You did your job on planet Earth. Mm -hmm. One person. So you don't underestimate the power of the songs that come through. And please, if I were you, just capture them and share them as much as you can. That's so funny that you are talking about this idea of channeling songs right now, because I just started doing this thing, maybe like a month ago. Yeah. I had this inspiration. I'm like, I'm writing songs really quickly these days. And I'm not considering songs like verse, chorus, verse is sort of like, like a mantra in English, you know, if the same thing repeated over and over again, it's a song kind of thing. Um, or it's a song, you know, verse, chorus, verse, but whatever comes through. And I was like, it'd be really fun to see if I could write something for somebody else's process like this is what i'm going through i need a, an affirmation to sing to myself kind of thing so i started asking people to give me ideas and it i'm like actually really good at this and it, it people tell me they're like wow that really that actually the fact that you use that word like that was really weird because that is meaningful to me and i'm and i'm like wow that's so fun like so i totally believe i mean i knew that songwriting was channeling before anyway but it's mm -hmm. kind of i'm kind of experiencing it in like a a new a new dimension right now so um. that's such a great project that you're doing that too <laughs> and that you're like honing on your your mediumship school your skills that yeah your psychic skills like you're hearing words right that they're saying that have meaning to I'm them not really and you're sure right yeah well they come to me i'm not hearing them as like their words but then when they but then when i like you know play it for well i i like post it basically i post it as a post and then you know i, I tag them in it yeah I, that's what i'm saying is like you don't yeah. hear them say those words but that's the gift of your psychic ability mm. that's the gift of your mediumship you were wow. given those words because those words have, are can have a direct impact with the person who asked you to write the song. Right. And what that does too is allows you to trust yourself as an artist. Because mm. you're you're just you're you're channeling and that's such a that's such a beautiful thing that you're doing that. It gives me an idea. Like, should I ask a couple friends of mine? I don't want to take your idea. That's a no, please be a do. Problem. No, no, absolutely. You know? It's no, it's not copyright or anything or TM or whatever. Yeah, no. <laughs> it I, I think it's a fun it it was a fun um uh what was like exercise. It's like a fun exercise because I've always written songs that I feel like are coming through for me, you know. And the songs are sort of for me too, because I definitely like resonate with 
you know, with the things that I'm picking, but yeah, yeah. It's a different, it's a different type of, um, exercise. Yeah. That's awesome. I mean, I can't wait to, maybe I can give you a song and go right. Oh yeah. Or an idea. Yeah, totally. You know, also too, just so you know, like some artists, um, they do this, they, they do commission work where this could be like a side thing for you. We could oh. be like, Hey, I'm writing songs for people. You know, it's this amount of money and it could be a side hustle for you. You know, that, that is a, yeah, that's a totally a fun idea. Yeah. I'll see, I'll see where it goes. Um, friend of my mix is living now doing song commissions. Really? So like, what's the, what's the idea there? Like he writes the song for somebody's wedding or like it's a present for somebody or doesn't matter. whatever they want write about whatever they're like this is what i want the song to be about here's what it is and then he records it and writes it and sends it to them and gets that's paid fun. good money to do that that's really fun yeah who knows i wish i was that i wish i was that like i don't know i'm not too inspired by it by that for me yeah, personally. yeah. You know, yeah. I, I like to channel i like to like sit there and like let let it come through you know but it could also be, a, I mean, it, the only difference between that and what you're talking about is, you know, the accepting money for it, you know, obviously. Right. That right. pressure. I feel like I could put pressure. Right. Yeah. I think it's also like when you, when you do a commission song, then you release, you relinquish the ownership of it as well. Right. Not necessarily. No. No. Okay. So Not I guess you however you want. You're right. Yeah. I mean, it just depends on the terms that you, you know, yeah. but yeah. No, I mean, not that that's a bad thing. It's just, it's a different mind frame to get into. It's like, yeah, maybe they own it, but you own the songwriting. Hmm. I don't know. There's just different ways to split it. It's like, yeah. Yeah. you know, for me, it's like my label. I don't own any of the songwriting or the master. I own, I own the, I own the song for a certain term oh, and I'm the distributor. Okay. So there's different ways people do agreements. Like you yeah, could, yeah. you could, you as an artist can uh, write any agreement that you want. You know, it just takes two two parties or three parties, whoever whoever's involved, to agree to it. You know, but you can put whatever you want in that contract. You just have to make sure that they agree to it. Totally. You know? Well, it seems like your forte is. I mean, you just on this podcast you have you have um amplified the uh voices of so many different individuals it seems like you're very enthusiastic about the people that you help and that help you so i'm sure they appreciate that a lot and how perfect that you have a label which is basically the what industrial um engine for that so. yeah yeah I think for me, I'm just like in a moment in my life where I just want to be a, be in save a, you know, I mean, I, it's definitely a business too, but I feel like as a human being, I feel so, I, I love playing my music, but I, I get so much excitement about supporting those who want to share their songs as well. Well, thank you so, so much um, for doing this and thank you for uh, excusing my delay in our, in our start. I'm glad we got to make it up. Um, do you want to share with people how they can find out more about you, about your label, about what you're up to? And I'll have this linked in the show notes so that you can. Yeah. So y'all can check out my music. I am on all the different streaming services, Spotify, Apple music, uh, Bandcamp, YouTube. Um, Check out my Instagram page, uh, Instagram slash Mikey Powker, and then the same for my record label, Instagram slash Instagram.com slash Beautiful Way Records. I have BeautifulWayRecords.com, MikeyPowker.com. Um, you know, I put, I'm on my socials a lot. I'm on my Facebook a lot. I have a website, email list, all that stuff. And uh, upcoming things, um, let's see. You know, the label, we got new music coming out. Um, my music, Antho's music tomorrow. Um, I have one of my new singles coming out this month talking about my relationship with God. Uh, it's like a, a medicine, Jewish song, medicine song. Um, and uh, I'm also going on tour. 
um, it'll be announced by the time this comes out um, called the the optimistic o p t i m y s t i c like 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 a, like a mystic um i'm releasing a, a couple songs in the spring with my friend cass haley it's, this is his company his hat says more music more family he's like a, a big reggae artist um and uh he's going out on tour and he produced and co-wrote a couple songs that are coming out in april and may on my label with him uh one of those songs is called um, optimistic so i'm kind of calling the tour based on the song and uh so check out my tours coming up i'm doing california like a bunch of california dates and uh also if you haven't checked it out um the jewish music petition i'll give you the link for that to sign it jewish or non-jewish and uh yeah i just i'd love to stay in touch with you all you know i'll be touring a lot and if you're you know listening to this and you're excited about any of these things or, or if you want me to come and play at a festival or a club in your town like get in touch you know i'm very accessible and uh yeah i'd love to see you i'd love to meet you and thanks so much for having me here i really appreciate it um looking forward to uh to get into here and and see this uh this podcast yeah it's been my pleasure just also if people want to contact you about the coaching would that also be on your website um, it's not on the Beautiful Way Records website because um, uh, I don't have a website. I don't have a website for it. I just kind of do it through word of mouth. Okay. Um, but if people do, you can email me, Mikey at MikeyPowker.com. Um, and if you're you're an artist and you know you want to work with me, uh, I'd love to chat with you and see if it's a good fit. Cool. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much, Mikey. It was so great to get to chat with you. Thank you all for listening and we'll see you in the next episode. Bye. Thanks for tuning into the podcast, y'all. Please like, subscribe, rate, comment, whatever the platform you listen to podcasts on offers you as a way to let its algorithm know that you're enjoying these episodes. That really helps. Also, there's some links in the podcast description notes that allow you to support the podcast in a way that benefits you and us. So please check those out. And if you'd like to stay in touch with me, you can sign up for my mailing list at portersinger.com. We'll see you in the next episode. Bye.